This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Through the magic of radio, Danny is actually on the air right now. On, uh, but don't go there because he's too handsome and you'll stay there. Uh, so let's uh, let's get to these quarterbacks. The Panthers finally did something aggressive. Uh, well, I shouldn't say finally. They do this too often, actually. But they traded up from 9-1. to one. They have the first overall pick. They get their pick of the quarterbacks. So let's start. I'm just going to throw one out. I want you to sell me on him and then tell me why we should stay away. C.J. Stroud of Ohio State. So, C.J. Stroud, to me, Adam, is the safest pick in the draft. Um, he's got outstanding size and stature. He's got the prototypical you know, size and stature that you look for, someone who can handle the rigors of an NFL season. He's extremely accurate. He's made great plays. Um, I actually was blown away by him. I was kind of eh, iffy on him. Like, I kind of like him. But I met him at the Combine, and he has a way better personality in person than he does during media interviews. And maybe that's on the media. Maybe that's on us for not drawing out. But I was like, oh, my gosh. And I had a similar reaction to Justin Herbert coming out of Oregon, who I pictured as this shy, you know, unassuming kid. And I was like, man, I, I didn't see any confidence in him. But then I met him. It was like this quiet, cool I'd say that's similar to C.J. Stroud. And he had maybe one of the best throwing sessions in the history of the combine. And then if you want to see game film to match, go look at the semifinal game against Georgia where he had, he had his best game as a Ohio State Buckeye. And that's why we're having this conversation right now is because he was able to shred apart that defense and coming just short of the upset. All right, what is a red? By the way, safest pick. I'm not sure. To me, safest might be a red flag. Uh, give me yeah. Give me a red flag for C.J. So out of the four quarterbacks that were kind of putting as the big four, the least mobile. And that was a big question about him. And that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I'd be like, so what? I just throw from the pocket. But right. the way that NFL offenses are designed now and teams are realizing and offensive coordinators are realizing, man, if you've got a quarterback who can run and scramble and make plays off the cuff, that's, you know, a weapon that is becoming a prerequisite. So he's not the most athletic but going back to that Georgia game where he threw it excellent, he also made a lot of plays on the run that really had people saying, oh, wait a second, maybe he just had such great protection at Ohio State he didn't have to showcase it. But he clearly is the least in this first-round conversation. Danny Cannell, Cover 3 Podcast, Mad Dog Sports Radio. All right, Bryce Young, sell me on Bryce Young. So Bryce Young is my favorite quarterback. And all you have to do with Bryce Young, and if I'm Bryce Young, you know what I'm telling every coach? who's questioning my height and my weight, go watch the tape because nobody has better film than Bryce Young laid down the last two years in Tuscaloosa for Alabama. He makes every throw. He makes throws from within the system. He makes throws improvising off the cuff. He's a competitor. And the thing I love about him most, and this is one of those intangibles, is the poise because whether it was in the Iron Bowl on the road when he was at Alabama against Auburn, their biggest rival, they had to go 90 yards just to get to overtime, and he never looked like his pulse was over 80. Just as cool and as calm and collected as you could be, converted not one but two fourth-down conversions and drove them up the field, and then they went, they tied the game, went on to win in overtime. Or a game like this year, they're on the road in Knoxville, Tennessee. They're getting beat 28-7. to brings them back into the game, ties it up. Their kicker missed a field goal, or else they would have been able to win that game. 
But at home, on the road, he's made every throw, and his film is as good as anybody I've seen in the last 10 years. I mean, he is that good when you throw on the tape. All right. Now, the red flag, I think we all know. Is the red flag the size? Yep, five, ten, and an eighth. That's all you got to see. And, I, and and 204, which was probably, did you know how much a gallon of water weighs? Adam, I'm putting you on the spot. And I'm bet. So a gallon of water weighs eight pounds. Yeah, I was going to say and, six, but I. It's, yeah, eight pounds. And I guarantee you, he had at least a gallon before he got on the scale at the combine and put him up over 200, where he came in at 204. So it's an issue. I was shocked by it. The first time I saw him in person was at Indianapolis in the national championship game against Georgia. I was like, ooh, he is really small in person. Like, you know, TV adds some weight to you. Yeah. He is, He is like, slight. He's not like and other quarterbacks like Baker Mayfield, Russell Wilson, some of the other quarterbacks, Kyler Murray. They're short, but they're thick. Yeah. He's not thick, but I'm not that concerned about it because I still think he's young. I don't know about you, but I put on a lot of weight and kept, like, growing even in my 20s where you're probably at your peak at 26, 27, 28. So I think you pack on the pounds once you get him on your team. You worry about him, you know, the risk of injury later, but you know he can play the position. Yeah, that also happens in your 50s. And uh, radio, <laughs> radio also uh, adds 10 pounds. Uh, <laughs> Danny Cannell is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. All right, uh, Will Levis, to sell me on Will. So Levis is the player that irks me the most. I'll just say that. Like, I don't, I don't understand the hype around Will Levis. Um, I get what people want to make him out to be. They want him to be the next Josh Allen because Josh Allen playing at Wyoming yeah. didn't have great talent around him. You know, made some plays, but he was a little bit inaccurate. But, man, does he have a cannon for an arm and he can run. But Will Levis isn't as big as Josh Allen. He has as big of a cannon as Josh Allen, and I don't think he's as good of a runner as Josh Allen. So he's almost a poor man's Josh Allen, where I see him as more of a Mitch Trubisky, a quarterback that was based on one year in North Carolina. I'm yeah. sure you're very familiar with him, yep. who you know had a lot of skill set, and you kind of liked it, but it didn't pan out in the NFL. Just the consistency wasn't there. I see that in Will Levis. So I think that's, for me, probably the biggest red flag of the quarterbacks of the big four because the tape just doesn't match up. You missed some throws, you made some bad decisions, and you just didn't see consistent success. Even when he was at Kentucky, I get it. He's not playing with much talent around him, but I still just don't understand the upside that people see in Will Levis. I guess you I mean, I, you can. he's impressive. He's big. He's physical. I'll give you the plus side. He's big. He's physical. He does have a good arm. He graduated early. He's a great, like, young man, like, you know. But you know mm-hmm. who else is a great young man? I was. It didn't mean I was a <laughs> franchise quarterback. You know, like, there's got to be more to it than just being a good kid who can represent your franchise. Danny Cannell, that's outstanding, uh, here on the Adam Gold Show. Uh, Anthony Richardson, final one of this. And I know you're going to throw in a wild card after this, but give me Anthony Richardson. So he, to me, is the the biggest risk reward. Because even with Will Levis, I do think there's a floor where, you know, he could be a serviceable backup if it doesn't work out as a starter. Anthony Richardson, I think the, the floor is like you're talking about a bust who might have to switch positions, like just doesn't figure it out, and you're looking at somebody who's not a very good quarterback in the NFL. But the ceiling, if he gets it, is off the charts, where I think he could be 
like, and I know he gets the Cam Newton comparisons, which I totally understand, but it's almost like a Cam Newton, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson hybrid if he puts it all together. Because you talk about flashes of brilliance. Like, the arm talent is off the charts. Strongest arm of this class. The running ability is electric. He's the best runner of this class of quarterbacks. But the problem is the running capability has been there, and that's like you're going to get that no matter what. But, like, I'll give you a perfect example. Get Florida State in the first half. He was in Tallahassee, big rivalry game, coming down. He had Florida State on the ropes. He's carving up their defense. The announcer's on the call. It was Anish Shroff uh, on the call, your Carolina guy, my, yeah. my buddy. And they're raving. They're like, oh, now you can see what the scouts are looking at. And I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy's incredible. Then he opens the second half, and he's like 0 for 12, bounces a couple balls in the dessert, in the dirt, <laughs> throws a couple balls over his receivers that are wide open, and you're like, where was the guy in the first half? That's been the story of Anthony Richardson's career at Florida, up, down, all over the place, and it just hasn't been consistent. I am a, I am pretty much a believer that you cannot teach accuracy. Like, yeah. you either have it, you're either born with it or you're not, but I do think you can improve somewhat with better fundamentals and a better grasp of a system. Because I do think you play the multiple systems at Florida. When you're thinking so much, that can become, that can impede your ability to throw the ball accurately. So I do think that's what people see in Anthony Richardson. Plus, when you meet him, he is as physically impressive as anybody I've seen c- coming out, you know, since probably Cam Newton. He's just a physical specimen when you see him. 6'4", 244, mm. 5% body fat. I mean, he just he looks the part. Of an absolute stud. No, it, it, you just described uh, a younger Danny Cannell. All right, let's. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> let, uh, you have you have a wild card or two that you that I you do. like. I do. So I, if you if I was a a GM and I did not have a top five pick where I could get either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, I would not take C, uh, I would not take Will Levis or Anthony Richardson in the first round. I would say let some other team take those guys. And give me Hendon Hooker all day long. The quarterback at Tennessee, who threw his and in his two years, he had 58 touchdowns and only five interceptions. I mean, the numbers are absolutely astounding. And I get he played in a system that is very quarterback friendly, but you still have to make those decisions. He's got the prototype six four. You can talk about a smart kid. He's written children's books. Like he's an awesome young man. He's smart. He's got a great football IQ. A very natural throwing motion. And he's coming in hungry towards ACL to end the season. So he realizes that's part of why he's dropped. But if I can get Hendon Hooker in the second round, give me him all day long because it's cheaper. And I think the upside is potentially just as big as Levis or Richardson. Uh, is there another name? I, look, I've, I thought the same thing. If the Panthers were uh, sitting there at nine uh, instead of having traded up to one, I thought, man, you could even trade back into the draft, get compile a couple of assets, and then take a flyer on Hendon Hooker uh, in the second round, or even I don't know if he's there late first round. Maybe you have to, but uh, I thought the same thing. He would have been the Heisman Trophy winner had he not gotten hurt. No, yeah, y'all for sure. Let me ask you something because I actually I wonder if you think I'm going to win this bet because as soon as the Panthers traded for the pick, all of a sudden there's these rumblings that they are really high on C.J. Stroud, which I get. Like yeah. you know, maybe they want to go the you know more durable quarterback. But then I also hear they're shopping the pick around, and maybe they're open to trading out of that pick. To me, all of it is a smokescreen. I took a bet on Bryce Young to still be the number one overall pick at plus 
280. Yeah. I think the bet cashes because I do think it always goes back to who has the best film. And I think the size is the size and durability questions to me are not that significant considering the rules of the game. But I'm curious to know what you think. Like, why? Why are those rumors out there? Is there validity? Like, do you think they're sold on C.J. Stroud? Or, and do you think they're – or do you think they're open for business to shop that first pick? I don't know who they're sold on, but I can't see the logic in giving up right. the assets to trade from 9 to 1 to then trade back to 3. I, I just – for the life of me, I can't see the, the logic in that or trade back to 4. So I think it's ludicrous that they would trade out of that pick. They did this for a reason – uh, they're going to have their choice. They don't have to worry about the guy that they really want might not be there. So they're going to yeah. take that quarterback at one. Uh, and I, if I have, if I read you correctly, you rank Bryce Young number one, which is exactly what I've got. Yeah, and I think they do too. I think they're probably just you know floating it out there to maybe see if somebody calls with some outrageous call and offer that they can't refuse. But ultimately, when all the dust settles, I do think Carolina picks Bryce Young, and we'll. We'll see. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. and But in those odds makers, you know, those sports books, yeah. usually they're right. But I think this is all a smokescreen. I don't remember the last time Danny Cannell was wrong. All right, final question <laughs> for you, Danny Cannell, before you have to get it, you know, on the Cover 3 podcast and then yep. go, go Mad Dog Sports Radio. Uh, if... Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90% give the money and then we meet every year and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. If Caleb Williams or Drake May were in this draft, are they the first two quarterbacks to go? Yes, I think they are. Um, Bryce Young, again, the tape, I, I would say Caleb Williams matches the tape of Bryce Young. He was spectacular. Drake May, a little more questions at the end of the season, tapered off somewhat, but I still think the size would, you know, if we're talking about C.J. Stroud over uh, Bryce Young, I think Drake May would silence all those critics too. I think they both would interview all off the charts. What I think is going to be really, really interesting is these two next year when we're having this conversation you know are they both still in the conversation for the number one overall pick and if they are who's number one because Caleb Williams phenomenal but Drake May playing with not allowing him really lifted the level of play of the Carolina Tar Heels he was one of my favorite quarterbacks I want to see him bounce back I want to see him without Josh Downs but he is impressive and Caleb Williams he's got an edge that I don't know if all teams are going to love like there's going to be some criticism some of it's stupid, like the fingernails, like who cares? He paints his nails, whatever. <laughs> but he does have an edge to him that's got a little bit of a Baker Mayfield kind of, you know, cockiness to him that I don't know if every team is going to fall in love with. But the film is spectacular. But, yeah, I think both of those quarterbacks would be uh, in the one-two spot ahead of anyone coming out. I agree with your uh, Bryce Young take, and I hope you cash that ticket, and I hope you, uh, you you know, I don't know, get your girls something or your, uh, take your <laughs> wife to dinner. Uh, Danny Cannell, Cover 3 Podcast. Go check that out, as always, and Mad Dog Sports Radio. My man, I appreciate your time. You're the best, Adam. Any winnings go straight to the college fund. <laughs> and if they get a scholarship, then I get to keep it all. Excellent. Oh, what a great <laughs> idea. Thanks, Danny. <laughs> See ya.
Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.